Praise the Lord, saints. Praise Amen. the Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Let's just get our minds on the Lord this evening. Amen. Throughout today, you know, I mean, today was just, today was kind of something. I mean, I worked. Amen. I seemed like the Lord was just like, fell on me today. And I had this chorus. You ever get to that point at work when you're at work like that, and all of a sudden, you know, the Holy Ghost falls on you and you want to cry? Amen. You start getting tears, you know, and it's like, thankful for God doing what he did on the cross. Amen. Amen. That's right. Amen. It's just a privilege. It's a privilege to be in his presence right now. Amen. Amen. So we're going to sing this chorus. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Oh 
given life to you. He's given life to me. Oh, precious holy name. And through God's ministry, the truth has set us free. He's given life to you and me. Well, he's given life to you. He's given life to me. Oh, praise His holy name. And through God's ministry, the truth has set us free. He's given life to you and me. Yes, He's given life to you. He's given life to me.
some years I have forgotten it and somebody's reminded me, you know, and it's like, it just doesn't, I don't know. Some people make a huge deal out of a birthday and that's fine. I mean, yeah, we were all born, right? It was a big event for anybody that was there. But you know, it's not the most important day of your life. And so, um, but I don't think I'm going to be very long, but man, I got a lot of scripture because I want the scripture to be the teacher. Amen. And so I'd like you to all turn to 2 Kings chapter 20. And uh, that's where we're going to start. And, um, you know, uh, Monday, um, I was sharing, I was uh, sharing last night what happened to us on Monday. Maybe some of you knew, but we went off the interstate and went down in the ditch. And, uh, you know, it, it's, a, it's an amazing thing, you know, going up that road and, you know, the road's bare. I mean, it's just wet, you know, and driving up the road. And then, like, that fast, it's like, oh, man, we're going in the ditch. There's no way we're going to get through this. I mean, it was just all there in front of us. And so... Sure enough, we slide down in the ditch, and, and man, I remember, there we are, we're, we're in that, what do they call it, mashed potato snow? Yeah. So there we are, we're down in the median, in the, the middle of the interstate there, stuck in all that slush and everything, and, and I said, oh, thank you, Jesus. Because I got thinking about it, and I said, man, it could have been a lot worse. Yeah. Could have rolled over, yeah. could have done, I mean, Somebody could have got hurt and everything. And, but all three of us, it's so funny, all three of us, we like all saw it at the same time and everyone just grabbed something to hang on because we knew we were going for a ride. <laughs> so there was no getting through that. So Brother Chuck was so funny. He says, man, I, he says, that's funny. You said, we're going in the ditch. He says, I'd have been saying, Lord, help me through this. <laughs> <laughs> So I got thinking about that, and I said, yeah, how come I didn't say that, you know? And, it was, and um, so I got thinking about it, and I said, ah, I prayed that morning, and I asked the Lord to keep his hand on me. Amen. So I wasn't worried. Amen. And so, uh, Amen. so to make a long story short there, within 30 seconds, the highway patrol was on the other side of the interstate, and, and we're, we're talking back and forth and we're there maybe a minute and a half and a, another car goes off the road and flies right between us and the state trooper. <laughs> Just feet away from us, you know, it was like, wow, that's really something, you know. And uh, what's that? Well, that was, yeah, that's, that, this is a funny thing. Dina decides to take a picture you know, she's in the back seat and she takes a picture out the windshield so you can see, you know, how we're sitting there in the ditch. And, and so she blows a picture up. And if you've ever seen that big cross on the hill there, up in Beersford, that's, that, that's where we went off, up, up by the radar. There's a big cross on the hill. I was right in the middle of the picture. <laughs> Isn't that cool? So... 
But the reason I'm talking about that is this. Five seconds before that happened, the last thing on my mind was that's what was going to happen. And it happened in five seconds, we're in the ditch. It happened so fast. There's nothing anybody could have done about it. And so, and the only reason the highway patrol was there is because they were waiting for someone to go in the ditch. They were literally waiting because they were waiting for the plows to get there to get the stuff off the off the highway. But the point is, is that it happened so fast. So fast. It was like you couldn't react to it. And so, um, but here in uh, 2 Kings chapter 20, we're going to read the first three verses. And I don't know if any of you knew about King Hezekiah, but if you're all there, says this, in those days when Hezekiah, in those days was Hezekiah sick unto death. And the prophet Isaiah, the son of Amos, came to him and said unto him, unto him, Thus saith the Lord, set thine house in order, for thou shalt die and not live. Then he turned his face to the wall and prayed unto the Lord, saying, I beseech thee, O Lord, Remember now how I have walked before thee in truth and with a perfect heart and have done that which is good in thy sight. And Hezekiah wept sore. Now, I'm not going to go any further there, but the, the thing that I want to bring out in this scripture is Hezekiah was told, you're going to die, Hezekiah, for real soon, so get your house in order. Now, how many times has that happened to people? Not very often. Mm -hmm. A person can be sick with cancer, and they say, you know, you might have two months, you might have six months or whatever, but that's just a guess. Mm -hmm. But here, a prophet is saying, mm -hmm. you only got a few days, Hezekiah, get your stuff in order because you're going to die. And Hezekiah had the opportunity to cry out to God. Amen. Okay? He cried out to God. God heard that sincere prayer. And before the prophet even got out of the, the palace there, the Lord said, go back. I heard his prayer. And he gave him another 15 years. Amen. So isn't that something? Amen. But we don't all get that opportunity. Mm, yeah. And the reality in, in life, you don't get that opportunity. Mm, yeah. So, um, something for you to think about. Um, let's turn to um, Acts chapter 5. And I don't know if in, you've heard of Ananias and Sapphira. Mm. And... Um, we're going to do a little bit of reading here. And I hope you all get what could have happened and should have happened and didn't happen. Mm -hmm. So in Acts chapter 5, we're going to start at verse 1. It says this, But a certain man named Ananias with Sapphira, his wife, sold a possession. 
and kept back part of the price, his wife also being privy to it, and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and to keep back part of the price of the lamb? Whilst it remained, was it not thine own? And after it was sold, was it not in thine own power? Why hast thou conceived this thing in thine heart? Thou hast not lied unto men, but unto God. And Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and gave up the ghost. And great fear came on all them that heard these things. And the young men arose, wound him up, and carried him out, and buried him. And it was about the space of three hours after, when his wife, not knowing what was done, came in. And Peter answered her, tell me whether you sold the land for so much. And she said, yes, for so much. Then Peter said unto her, how is it that you have agreed together to tempt the spirit of the Lord? Behold, the feet of them which have buried thy husband are at the door and shall carry thee out. Then fell she down straightway at his feet, yielded up the ghost, and the young men came in and found her dead, and carrying her forth, buried her by her husband. And great fear came upon all the church, and upon many as heard these things. Now to give you a little background, okay, they were going to sell something, and they were going to give it, they were going to give it all. And that's what they said they were going to do. But what they did is, you know, they might have been saying, oh, man, Lord's going to bless us, so we're going to get a really high price for this. So they got the price they wanted, and they're going, I can't believe we actually sold it for that. Well, let's keep some of it back. And we'll just, you know, we'll give what, we'll give what somebody normally would have given for that lamb. Mm -hmm. They made a little conspiracy. So Peter already knows. The Lord already told him. Ananias is he's going to come in. They're going to give you something and they're, they're lying. They lied against me. That's God telling Peter. They lied against me. They told me what they were going to do and they didn't do it. So Ananias gets confronted. Did he repent? Nope. Boom. Drop dead. In comes his wife. And so he asked her, did you sell the land for such and such a price? And he gave her the amount of money that Ananias brought in. And she said, yeah, that's what we sold it for. It's like, you're a liar too. Now, the reason that I, the reason I brought this up is this. One thing that I have learned about God is there's not a single person before the Lord takes them or judges them or does anything. He gives them the opportunity to repent. God never takes anybody just haphazard, willy-nilly. It's like, it's not that way. We serve a merciful God. The last thing he wants to do is pass judgment. Mm -hmm. That's the last thing he wants to do. Mm -hmm. 
So I just want to bring that up to you, and it's all got to do with the most important day of your life. Mm -hmm. All right, let's um, let's turn to Ecclesiastes chapter nine. I love Ecclesiastes, man. Mm -hmm. I can never read like one or two verses in Ecclesiastes. I got to keep going and going and going because it's. I mean. If you haven't read Ecclesiastes, I'll tell you what. It's good reading, believe me. Really good reading. But Ecclesiastes chapter 9. And we're going to read verses 11 and 12. Y'all there? I returned and saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, neither yet bread to the wise, nor yet riches to men of understanding, nor yet favor of favor to men of skill, but time and chance happeneth to them all. In other words, life happens. Yeah. For man also knoweth not his time. As the fishes that are taken in an evil net, and as the birds that are caught in the snare, so are the sons of men snared in an evil time when it falleth suddenly upon them. So there's the fishies out in the ocean, swimming around, and all of a sudden, Bam, mm -hmm. you're in a net. Amen. You're somebody's meal. Mm -hmm. That fish wasn't planning on getting caught in the net. Um, I, I didn't bring up the scripture, but um, when uh, uh, Jesus was asked, when the Tower of Siloam fell, Jesus was asked, did those people that die in the tower, were they all evil people? And he said, no, unless you repent, mm -hmm. you'll die just like them. Amen. Wow. Mm -hmm. <laughs> In other words, life happens. Mm -hmm. You don't know when your last moment is. Mm -hmm. You don't know. Mm -hmm. Let's go on to Ecclesiastes chapter 11. And this is so... I love this whole passage of scripture here. Ecclesiastes 11. It says this. <clears throat> Cast thy bread upon the waters, for thou shalt find it after many days. Give a portion to seven, and also to eight, for thou knowest not what evil shall be upon the earth. If the clouds be full of rain, they empty themselves upon the earth. And if the tree fall toward the south or toward the north, in the place where the tree falls, there it shall be. Now I want to stop there for a second. Where it says in the, the first verse, cast thy bread upon waters. In our life, okay, I'm going to turn this around now, looking at ourselves. Don't get so focused on one thing. Mm -hmm. Amen. 
in business, the smartest thing you do in business is you diversify. Amen. The reason you diversify is if one thing falls or it's not wanted anymore, you lean on the other things mm -hmm. that you invested your time and money in to get, get a return. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing with our Christian walk. Um, uh, Brother Welch, I love, um, I, love, I remember a message he preached one time. He was talking about um, winning souls. And he says, you don't want to use the rifle approach. You want to use a shotgun approach. <laughs> and he's right. Because if you're using a rifle, all you're doing is focusing on one person. And you cannot save them. You can pray for them. You can encourage them. And you can ask the Lord to, to touch them and, you know, to speak to their heart and everything. But you can't save them. And I don't know how many times I've heard where people were witnessing to somebody trying to get them saved and somebody else was listening to the conversation and that was the one that was hearing what was going on. The person they were witnessing to never got saved. But the person that heard the conversation, they were the one that got saved. So I'll never forget that. Brother Wells telling us, you use a shotgun approach, not the rifle. I like that. So that's what that means. You cast your bread on many waters because you have no idea what the result's going to be for, for everything that you're doing. Mm -hmm. Let's go on to verse 4. He that observeth the wind shall not sow, and he that regardeth the cloud shall not reap. Mm -hmm. The conditions are never going to be perfect for you to do anything. Mm -hmm. Because if the, pers the person... And they, they have that so good. If they're looking for ideal conditions to plant, it never happens. Yeah. It might, but it like never happens. I remember I remember farmers out there planting their fields and I hear other people saying, Man, what in the world are they doing? That's a that's crazy. What are they doing? You know? And it's like that farmer said, you know what? I'm gonna plant my seed today. And I'm going to hope things get better. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't. But it's like. Farmers have an enormous amount of faith. Wow. They are totally dependent on things out of their control. Verse 5. As thou knowest not. What is the way of the spirit. Or how the bones do grow in the womb of her that is with child. Even so thou knowest not the works of God who maketh all. You know, that one verse that gets me every time. It's a, every, every one of us, it's hard to believe, we were all babies. <laughs> and we were assembled in our mom's womb. Now I'll tell you. It's an amazing thing. I want to talk, I, I gotta I gotta share this with you because this just it just this memory came back to me. My oldest son, my oldest son Donnie, he's like this tall, and he's broad shoulders. He's a big guy. And um, when when Kelly, my uh, um, his mom, my first wife, when she was pregnant with him. 
she was having all kinds of problems and it's like oh she's having a miscarriage and it's like anyone who's gone through that i know what you go through because i'm talking as a man i have no idea what a woman goes through but as a man it's not it's 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 a horrible time it's happened twice to me but anyway the um, so go into the hospital and they had ultrasounds and I'll tell you what an ultrasound today is like HD I mean it is so clear you can see them you can see what they look like you know well back back then it was like a snowstorm I mean, it was like sandpaper. I mean, it's like, what in the world are we looking at? You know? So he's there doing the ultrasound, and the, the, the radiologist is going, no, everything looks perfectly normal. Right? I go, oh, man. We were, you know, we were both relieved. Everything looked normal, everything. Now, back then, of course, we didn't have HD back then, and everything was like, There was no flat screens back then. It was these great big, huge tubes you're looking at and all this stuff and everything. So anyway, you got all these pixels. Y'all know what a pixel is? It's one dot on the screen. That's a pixel. So on this whole screen, there's one pixel blinking. And I mean, it was, it was like, that's weird. That one pixel like that is blinking. You just see a little one dot on the whole screen is blinking. And so I asked him, I go, what if, why is that blinking like that? He says, well, that's the baby's heart. Oh, wow. That's a baby's heart beating. And so I asked him, I says, well, how big is it? He goes, about the size of an apple seed. Now, that got me that when that baby's that big, it has a heart in it that's beating. Wow. Isn't God amazing? I'm just, I mean, wow. That just, that amazes me. I, I mean, every time I see a baby, it just amazes me. Wow. Verse 6. In the morning... Sow thy seed, and in the evening withhold not thy hand, for thou knowest not whether thou whether shall prosper either this or that, or whether they both shall be alike good. Do your best. Don't give up. Don't get discouraged. Amen. Whatever you do, stick with it, because you, you don't know what the outcome's going to be. Amen. You stick with it. Amen. Verse 7. Truly, the light is sweet and pleasant thing it is for the eyes to behold the sun. But if a man live many years and rejoice in them all, wow, yet let him remember the days of darkness, for they shall be many. All that cometh is vanity. There's going to be now, I'm talking about mankind. There's going to be way more days of darkness mm -hmm. than there is going to be of light. Mm -hmm. And this world and everything in this world gets you wrapped up in looking at the sun mm -hmm. and just 
doing all these great things and the last thing on your mind is the dark days and everybody has to face the dark days as sad as it is we were all born to die that's the truth wow and it's that simple in the day we're living in, two things are going to happen. Either you're going to die, your body's going to die, or you're going to get raptured. Mm -hmm. Those are your only two options. Yep. Okay, that's it. Mm -hmm. There's no other options out there, no matter what anyone tells you. There's no other options. Mm -hmm. Verse 9. Rejoice, O young man, in thy youth, and let thy heart cheer thee in the days of of thy youth and walk in the ways of thine heart and in the sight of thine eyes but know thou that for all these things God will bring thee unto judgment mm. therefore remove sorrow from thy heart and put away evil from thy flesh for childhood and youth are vanity mm. now you know there's something that I want to share here especially with you younger people. Because I know what's on your mind is every day is a new day. It's like, man, what's going to happen today? And, you know, what am I going to get to see today? And what am I going to do today? And, and you have all that excitement about your life and, and all the things you still haven't experienced. And, you, you know, you, all this wonder and, and all these things. If I can give you advice as an old man, that every choice you make has an impact on the rest of your life. Every choice you make. One thing I get tired of hearing is, well, they made a mistake. Oh, it was a mistake. No, it wasn't a mistake. It was a bad choice. To say it was a mistake, you're justifying, you're justifying whatever happened. Mm -hmm. See, a mistake is three plus three is seven. That's a mistake. Or you're driving down the road and you make a wrong turn. That's, that's a mistake. But the reality is, is in our lives, every single situation you come into, you make a choice. Mm -hmm. Okay, one thing that pastor's been talking about a lot is our conscience, okay? He puts that in everybody. So when, I, when someone says, well, I didn't know. No, you have a conscience. And it's like, unless you have a conscience that's seared. Now what that means, if your conscience is seared, you're a walking dead person is what you are. There's zero hope for you. And there are people out there that are like that, have no conscience whatsoever. But majority of people are not that way. So it's like everything you do has an impact on the rest of your life. Um, Okay, turn to 1 Corinthians 13. 
man, I was up studying last night and I couldn't go to sleep. Man, it probably took me two hours to go to sleep. All kinds of stuff was going through my head and it's like, wow. I had to write it down. 1 Corinthians 13, 11. Now this is, this is uh, Corinthians. This is a letter to the Corinthians. So this is being told to the church. Okay. Verse 11. When I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man... I put away childish things. So what that means is y'all need to grow up. Amen. We all have to grow up. Yeah. It's not cool. It isn't cool for being 50 years old and still thinking you're 17. <laughs> it doesn't work. That's right. It's not cool. It's not impressive. Young people might think it's funny. But I'll tell you what, anybody who's the age, they just kind of shake their head and go, brother <laughs> will I ever grow up Man. you know what I mean yeah, yeah and so you have to mature mm -hmm. if you um, when you think about when a kid's playing with something or they, they do something it, it's neat you watch how a child grows and they play with a toy and man that toy is really really cool they get a little older, and all of a sudden that toy isn't so cool. They want to play with something new. So they, you know, and they play with this and play with this. So here's the thing. When we get saved, okay, when you get, I mean, it's awesome. You get baptized in Jesus' name, come up out of that water. Wow, a new creature. You get filled with the Holy Ghost. Now you got life inside of you. And it's like you're just a baby. Yeah. And you're just starting off. Yeah. And it should always be a progress. Daily. Every day. You're growing and growing and growing and growing and growing. And it's like, it's important. It's important to mature. Now that may seem like, oh, I don't want to. I don't. Back in our day, I don't want to be square. How many of you young people ever heard that? Yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> I feel really old, believe me. Especially when I try to do stuff. Do I really feel old? Wow. I was just sitting in the chair and I moved the wrong way and it's like, oh man, that hurt. Oh. <laughs> wow. Getting old. Getting old. Okay. Let's turn to Luke. Oh, what do I want to do here? Let's do um, Luke chapter 21. I was going to read Luke 12, but I'm not in but Luke 21, 34. all there? 
Luke 21, verse 34. And take heed to yourselves, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting or drunkenness and cares of this life, and so the day come upon you unawares. For as a snare shall it come on all them that dwell on the face of the whole earth. Watch ye therefore and pray always that ye may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Now, when I, I got to share something. Um, I've been amazed at, uh, we were, the comment was made, wow, it's the middle of March already. Now, isn't it hard to believe that already two and a half months have gone by, and yet it seemed like New Year's was just mm. a couple of days ago? Yeah. So it seems like time's going faster and faster. Mm. But what it is is our lives are going faster and faster. Mm. We have, we're exposed to so many different things now. Mm. Man, when I was younger, man, life was so simple when I was a boy. Man, I'll tell you what, things were so simple compared to today. Everything is so complicated, confusing. The biggest word is distraction. And that's what I want to talk about, being distracted. Now, I'm not big into watching TV, but I like to watch YouTube. I like to watch documentaries and stuff like that. And so it's funny. I, I, it's funny. And this is what I mean. And I want you to listen really close to how easy it happens. <coughs> I was watching. I was up early this morning. And I was watching um, YouTube. And I was watching. Uh, I was watching different things on what was happening in different parts of the world and everything. So I'm down there, and you know how on YouTube you, you have, you know, there's a selection of different things? Mm -hmm. So I'm going along, and there's this YouTube video, of all things, of diesel engines having their turbos blow on them. Isn't that cool? <laughs> I knew that's the way everyone reacted. Uh, now to me, that's really cool. So what do I do? I click on it. So after 10 minutes of watching engines explode, right? I thought to myself, I go, wow, that's exactly the problem. See, the Lord's only given us so many days and so many hours. Do you realize how blessed we are that we have a free will? We can choose anything we do. And I thought about that, and I'm going, man, here I am, you know, and I'm, and, and I'm watching these, these things about what's going around in the world, and all, I watch all of that because of what this says. And that's the only reason I, I don't even watch national news anymore. I haven't watched national news now in two weeks, and man, I feel great. Amen. Because, man, I watch national news, and all I do is I'm totally confused. It's like, man, things are messed up in this country. Amen. 
So I've kind of taken my eyes off of this country and I put it on Israel mm -hmm. because I believe that's the that's the thing that everyone needs to be keeping their eyes on Amen. because of what's going on over there. Mm -hmm. Because when it comes to prophecy, all these other things are being set up, but the stuff, the final things that are going to happen are going to happen in Israel. Mm -hmm. And boy, things are changing every single day over there. It's an amazing thing to see. But the point I wanted to make is this, okay? Um, our Christian walk, okay, what's the most important day of your life? Today Amen. is the most important day of your life. Amen. If the Lord lets you wake up tomorrow, that day is the most important day of your life. Amen. Look at it this way. You wake up in the morning and you say, this is my last day on earth. So what am I going to do? If you look at every day that way, you won't be looking at all the distractions. That's right. You see what I'm saying? Because if your eyes are on the world and your eyes aren't on the Lord and something happens, What's he going to do? Is he going to grab you and say, hey, 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 over here, over here. No, he gives that choice to all of us. Amen. That's our choice. He's, he's provided the opportunity, but it's up to us to act on it. Mm. The most important day of our lives <clears throat> is today and what you do with it. Um, pastor has been talking so much about us being filled with the Holy Ghost. And so I want to I want to talk on that a little bit because it has to do with the most important day of your life. When you get up in the morning, everyone and if you're not praying, you need to be praying. If you are praying, praise the Lord. But when you start your day out and you, you pray to the Lord, you can make sure you're full of the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't pray and you get wrapped up in the cares of the world, well, the Holy Ghost isn't even on your mind. Mm -hmm. All you're wrapped up in is cares of this world. Like I don't know how to put it any other way, but it's like, your salvation is a daily thing. Amen. Whether or not you're saved or not is based on the choices you make. Amen. And what, what you wrap your time up and everything. Now, understand something. Brother Gary said something, and it was awesome. <coughs> the same things happened to me, Gary. I've been at work. I was over at Masterworks one time, and I, I'm listening to a song. And, man, I just start bawling my eyes out. Man, I start speaking in tongues and everything. Right there at work. And it's like, that's an awesome thing. Because you know what that says? Your mind's right. <coughs> so you can still work your job. And you can still do all that stuff. We have to do it. We have to work. You've got to eat. You've got to have a place to live. You've got to have all that stuff. So that's something we have to do. But you can do all of that 
with the mindset of having the Lord on your mind. Amen. And I'll tell you what, your days goes so much better. Yeah. So much better. Amen. And so, um, but uh, what got me with what happened to us on Monday was everything happened so suddenly. And I, I thought to myself, um, oh, this was the other thing I wanted to say about it. It really got me what Brother Chuck said. He goes, man, I had been asking the Lord to get me through it. And I thought about that, and I go, man, how come I didn't do that? Why didn't I do that? I got thinking about it, and it's like, I am an expert at going in the ditch. Man, I've gone in the ditch so many times. I mean, I've gone through stuff, and I've ended up in the ditch and everything. It's like, man, I'm an expert at going in the ditch. And that doesn't mean I'm a bad driver, and I just drive in the ditch. That's not what I'm talking about. But... It's called defensive driving. And so, you know, you get into a situation, I don't know how many times I've, I've completely lost control on ice down the road and I've been able to pull it out of it and stay on the road. And I've been able to do that. And I got thinking about it. I said, you know what it is? It's experience. So I wasn't worried about what was going to happen to me. But when I, we stopped and we were safe, I go, thank you, Jesus. And I thought about that because in this all goes and this all goes back to our daily lives. Your experience with the Lord dictates how you handle situations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and I mean that, and and I'm not and, and I'm not trying to say that you know some people are up here and others mm -hmm. are down here. That's not what I'm saying. Everybody is in the same boat. We're all in the same boat. Amen. We're all standing on the same floor. Amen. And we all have to do the same thing. Amen. It's a daily thing. Our salvation is a daily thing. Amen. And if we make it our priority to make sure we start our day and we know we have the Holy Ghost Amen. and we know we're with the Lord, wow. Amen. You're going to have peace, hope. Amen. You're not going to get all wrapped up in stuff. Amen. And if something goes wrong, you can handle it. Amen. And it's so, um, so anyway, uh, that's basically what I, um, what I had. Um, the one scripture that we didn't read was in Luke 12, verses 29 through 40. And you can turn, let's, let's look at it. Um, real quick here what this is talking about is what it's talking about is the uh, second coming of the Lord and <clears throat> I'm not going to read it but what I wanted to point out was, is, is like, it's talking about, um, uh, we don't know, okay, um, we don't know when the Son of Man is going to come. Amen. So, when you think about that, remember this, 
I love the phrase being rapture ready. It's stuck in my head every single time I've heard. I heard it once and it's been stuck in my head ever since I heard it. Mm -hmm. Being rapture ready. Mm -hmm. So what in the world does that mean? So to be rapture ready means you're saved and you're ready. Amen. Now what that means is this. You realize if you lose your life, the condition you're in when you lose your life, mm -hmm. that's the condition you're in for eternity. Amen. Amen. So if you lose your life, it's time for you to take a nap. Amen. So you sleep. Okay, it's going to be a quick nap. Mm -hmm. But you're sleeping. Now, if you were right with the Lord when you died, guess what? Mm -hmm. You're going to open your eyes and you're going to be in the rapture. Amen. And you're going to be looking behind you and say, oh, look at all them other people coming up behind me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Huh? Yeah. The dead in Christ shall rise first. Amen. Amen. And then we that are alive will be caught up with them. Mm -hmm. So that mean, that's what it means to be rapture ready mm -hmm. every day. Mm -hmm. Now, do I believe the rapture is going to happen tomorrow? No, mm -hmm. I don't. But if this is your last day, mm -hmm. whether the rapture is tomorrow or three years from now, mm -hmm. five years from now, you'll be ready. Mm -hmm. That's what it means to be rapture ready. So, I just, I, I wanted to share this with you all to encourage you to just um, keep your eyes on the Lord. And, man, I had all kinds of other scriptures and I, I didn't read them. But, um, don't get wrapped up in, um, don't get wrapped up in your stuff. Mm -hmm. Don't get wrapped up in your pension. Don't get wrapped up in your money. Mm -hmm. Don't get wrapped up in... And all the stuff that you think you're going to have mm -hmm. when you get older mm -hmm. because you're not guaranteed anything. And I can tell you all kinds of stories about people my age that they saved hundreds of thousands of dollars and one year it was all gone mm -hmm. in medical bills. Mm -hmm. So they spent their whole life trying to save up all that money and poof, it's all gone. They ended up both having to go back to work. So you can't put your hope in anything in this world. Anything you see, feel, touch, it's all temporal. It's all vanity, as it says. In other words, it's basically useless. It's all going to burn up. But the things you can't see, the things in here, the things you do for the Lord, that's eternal. Amen. We need to be eternal minded. And everything we do, eternal minded. So that's all I have for you tonight. So um, thank you all for coming. And uh, uh, Lord bless. Amen. Amen.